When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Is the wonderful, fabulous Simon Doonan on the line with us? How are you? It's nice to hear your voice. Oh, Simon, we've missed you so much. You've written uh, another fabulous book. Yes, um, and I'm doing a TV show. I have to tell you about that. But the book, got to talk about the book, Soccer Style. Are you watching the World Cup? Of course we're paying attention to the, all the hot guys that, you know, my. we've got little websites that we go to to just see who are the hot-looking guys are. That's our main interest. Yes. Well, I can give you a list. I mean, I'm sure you already know who they are. Well, well you um, can tell us. Well, so tell us about Soccer Style, style the, the Magic and, and the Madness. And well, um, this is a book I always wanted to do because I've always been obsessed with, with soccer and with more particularly the culture around soccer. The guys, their clothes, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, the wags. Um, the tattoos, the haircuts, boots, balls, haircuts, Balenciaga. <laughs> that was sort of my entry point to football ever since I was a little kid in the 60s. And we had Georgie Best, who was the, like, really super groovy player. So this is a book about, a humor book about celebrating the culture around um, football, as we call it in England, but obviously soccer style is what it's titled here in the U.S. And I feel like, I mean, I just love all the stories and all the profiles and all the beautiful men and all the beautiful and your different the- tribes. Well, you do have, we, we like your lens that you view things and how you write about it. It's just such yeah, a Yeah, well, I think a lot of people, when they look at all the players, they think, oh, this one looks stupid, that one looks crazy, this one looks nice. Whereas in actual fact, what I realized working on this book, there's different tribes. You know, there's um, people, guys like Neymar, Alves, Firmino, Pogba, and they're like what I call the psychedelic ninjas, and they're super crazy, avant-garde. They'll wear anything, basically, mm-hmm. as long as it's over-the-top and, and kind of flamboyant. And then at the other end, there's guys like Harry Kane, the English captain, who's very kind of chariots of fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That brings up a lot of references. Yeah. Simon, so would, would, um, I know that there was, you know, you had a precursor to him, but would David Beckham really be then the patron saint of soccer style, even if he is retired now? Um, David Beckham is 100% the source of everything, and he still (laughs) creates trends. I mean, I think it's basically thanks to Beckham that these guys all experiment with their hair and their ink. Yes. He he really started that. And he also, in the old days when I was a kid, 
football was great, football was fun, football was crazy, but it wasn't really cool per se. Right. And that's something that maybe younger people won't really understand, but um, you know, it was Beckham that made football cool. So for, suddenly they weren't just advertising car tires and, and packets of crisps, you know what they are. Yes. Um, they, were, they were sort of actually um, creating fashion looks, designing fashion, being on the cover of magazines, changing their hair. So Beckham is everything. He's an incredible guy. Do you think, okay, and you think, do you know David personally? Um, I've met him several times and worked with Victoria because at Barney's we sell Victoria's clothes. So we've done little videos and stuff together. And I just saw him in London and told him about my book. And he was so encouraging. And I put a picture of us on my Instagram. And I look like his tiny aging auntie. (laughs) (laughs) He's so tall. Like in... In person, he's even better looking. Yeah. But he's also the first one to become entrepreneurial in that way and mm-hmm. want to try new things and develop new ideas and have start new businesses. And he's got a great clothing business called Kent and Kerwin, which is um, kind of classic with a twist, English heritage stuff. It's really great. Kent yeah, and I mean, if, if you do look at David Beckham, I mean, he... I mean, he was... He always changing his look, his hair, his, I mean, he's had, uh, he's changed his looks. He's not stayed with one same look. He's so, yeah, that's. Well, I think, you know, I always think he did it right. When you're young and you got some dough, you're supposed to have fun with your appearance. You're not supposed to be uptight and self-critical and worried about what people think. So he was wearing a sarong. Remember that? Yes, that was unbelievable. Yeah, wearing a sarong and um, doing all this crazy stuff. And then he developed a little more of a signature style, which is what he has now, a little more classic. But he still, I think, likes to experiment with his appearance. And for him, it's it's a form of creative expression. He's not overly concerned with what other people think. I mean, his mom tells this famous story where when he was a little kid, she bought him this little Lord Fauntleroy outfit to wear to a wedding. You know, he was like a page boy or something. And, like, he just wouldn't take it off. He just kept wearing it all the time. Whereas most kids would have to be bribed to even wear it. He just thought it was kind of great and wore it a lot around the house and stuff. I love it. So if you're just joining us, we're talking with Simon Doonan, who's written... Isn't this like your nine book? But we've had you on for Wacky Chicks, Confessions of a Window Dresser, and other things. And this new book is Soccer Style, The Magic and the Madness. And it's just, I kind it's of so feel good. like it's a, it's a collection of Tiger Beat meets Cosmo meets Vanity Fair meets um, a Sports Illustrated. <laughs> it's, oh, I'm glad. That's a great definition. And I also think I've packed it full of all kinds of crazy, arcane bits of information yeah. about footballers and Great vintage pics of Maradona, Pele, all the great gods of the past. I think Pele played for the Minnesota soccer team. Oh, yeah. He did. He played for the New York Cosmos. Okay, we had someone that sounded like Pele then. Yeah. Yeah, New York Cosmos, absolutely. At <laughs> that time, he was hanging out in in New York and going to Studio 54 and, oh. and getting photographed by Andy Warhol. And um, Pele's incredible because him and Maradona are basically 
They're the only two people that won the FIFA Player of the Century. Oh, award. my goodness. So they were the Player of the Century for the last century. Yeah. Okay, so, Simon, so as you're such a big, you know, soccer fan in the World football. Cup, football mm-hmm. fan, the World Cup is going on right now in Russia. Did you ever want to go and watch it there, or did you just... Like you wait till I it think goes I'm through. too short. I can yeah. never see over people's heads. It I'm better off watching it on TV. On TV, yeah. yeah. Lori, are, do you think England's gonna, you know, pull it? Through? I'm feeling very bullish about England. I was 14 years old when they won in 1966, and before I get on a walker, I want to see them do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So fingers crossed. Well, one of the things I was going to say when we first started on the radio, Simon, we we learned the word metrosexual, and right. it was described to David Beckham, and it was also two thousand and two, two thousand and two, and it was also like then we learned the term wags, you know, wives of friends and girlfriends, and or, or wives and girlfriends, and kind of became obsessed with both of those things. Oh well. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm so <laughs> wag obsessed. I have an, a whole chapter about wags. I yes, mean, you do. I think now girls would be very reluctant to be defined as a wag. You know, yes. we live in a different time. Yeah. But in 2006, when they were all in Germany quaffing champagne and going shopping, it was kind of a hilarious moment for the wags. And that's when I think the term became mainstreamed. Now, I think what you see a lot of these girls want to be a lot more entrepreneurial. They don't want to seem like they're just sitting around while some guy makes the dough. And so, you know, Colleen Rooney, she is, you know, she makes her own money. She does very well with licensing. And, of course, Victoria Beckham, she was never really on that that sort of lay-around-the-house wag. She was already part of the most famous group of all time, Spice Girls. Yeah. Um, but it was a funny moment, and I celebrate it in my book, Going Way Back, because, you know, there's always going to be wives and girlfriends, but how they're seen by the press, I think, has changed. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate that you just can't be a girlfriend and sit back anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I always think... I- I'm if sad. I was a girl, I would definitely have tried to marry a footballer in Same. my little town. Yeah. That would have been a very smart move. Right. You know? yeah. How's Jonathan Adler doing? Um, right now, he's out paddleboarding. We're out in our house on Long Island, so he's gone out paddleboarding. I hope he comes back. Yeah. I hope he does too. I, I hope he does too. No, Simon, we got to ask you: um, How are? What are you making of? You know, just the, how the uh, English press is covering and, and following Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. We loved her wedding dress, look head to toe. It was just perfect. But just wondering what your thoughts are. Um, I think it's it's kind of fascinating, and I think. So far, they've been they've been fair to her, though. You know, the English press are a nightmare. All yeah. those tabloids—they pick you apart. I think they've cut her some breaks because she's a likable kind of yes. person. So they're not being too mean, which I'm glad about. Like she's a breath of fresh air, and yeah. that wedding was great. It was thoroughly enjoyable. It though, was. Of course, being me, I'm much more obsessed with my TV show that's coming up. I yeah, tell us about that. that. Making it, <laughs> making it with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. Yes. Tell us. Um, it starts July 31st on NBC, and it's 
an incredible crafting competition show <gasps> like nothing you've ever seen. And it's on right after America's Got Talent, NBC <gasps> Network. And I'm a judge. You're so excited. This oh is so God. fun. Okay, this is going to be amazing because we've always felt that it's like, why isn't it? I mean, I know you guys have probably been offered to do a reality show, but you should be on camera. You're so delicious. Well, it's funny because Jonathan and I both got calls to come and audition for it, and he was convinced he was going to get it. <laughs> so um, I, was, I didn't think too much about it because I'd done my share of pilots yeah. and different TV stuff and blah, blah. So I was showing up. My agent was saying, this is great. It's a network show. If it happens, it's going to be kind of big and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, yeah, Johnny will probably get it. And then I got it. Oh. So I went off for a month to shoot it and Johnny told everybody I was in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, no jealousy there but would now are you judging with Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman? Well, um, we all look at meet with the the um, contestants together and then Dana Isom Johnson who is the trend ambassador for Etsy, she and I actually um, do the actual judging, and then Nick and Amy, who are the most fun, they're exactly what you think they're going to be. They're so hilarious. Every day on the set, we were just like wiping our makeup off the floor. Oh, we were laughing, all, carrying on all the time. And then they are the hosts. So, okay. um, me and Dana Eisen Johnson, we get to do the dirty work. This sounds like so much fun. Yeah. We're totally, we're, we're going to oh, watch yeah. it. We're going to watch it if you, we know how to find you and you know how to find us. Yeah. Don't you love the way I just segued right out of Meghan Markle into my own TV I show? I do like it. That's it. how it's you have art. to be. But you know what, Simon? We knew about it. Mm-hmm. Hashtag narcissism. <laughs> Hashtag um, bon voyage. <laughs> <laughs> We, we're we just so thrilled that you're with us. Thank you, Simon Doonan. The book is Soccer Style, The Magic and the Madness for all soccer lovers. This is a great book. Yeah, it really is. We'll be right back.